Welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams. Ford Taylor in the house. Ford, how are you? Oh, you know, if I was any better, I'd be two people, PW. Thanks for asking. How about you? How are you doing this morning? Life is good. Uh, I'm excited. We are uh, seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Actually, uh, Ford, uh, if you're okay with it, um, I think we're going to really focus today on coming out of, coming through this COVID-19 situation that we're in. We've got um, a great guest on board today, Dan McNeil, business owner, business coach, author, uh, all around good guy in my book, but really three different types of businesses that were all kind of intertwined. Uh, and we could talk about some strategies coming out of this so our listeners can win. No, I think that's a great idea. We've, we, we've had Dan on our show before, uh, but this one's different. This is, you know, what are you doing? You know, all these business people, all of us as individuals, you know, we, we got these things that we that may have to change. You know, so, Dan, if you will, share with the audience some of what you're doing in, in your organization. You know, what what have you learned in this process? What are, you, what are you leaving behind? What are some things that you used to always do that you're not doing? And and what are the new things? What What's different? What has changed that you have to do, you know, coming out of this? Uh, and see if we can help our listeners who may be in the same boat because we're not 100% sure we're out of it yet. So there's all those kinds of things going on. So just however you want to do it, but talk to our audience about what you're seeing and what you're doing. Yeah, as we speak, we're in the early stages of states opening back up. And the first thing I'm talking about with the companies that I'm involved with and I'm consulting with is mindset. Are, are we living in fear or are we making good, rational decisions? What's our data? Where were we before this? What was our strategy before this? And does it still apply as we go forward? Or, or actually what we're finding most, there are way more opportunities that weren't there before that are there now afterwards because other companies aren't coming out with a mindset of, hey, let's go get them. They're still being cautious and living in fear. I haven't seen that work out well for a company yet. Yeah, it's interesting, Dan, is because is, you are one of the TL trainers now. And you know, one of the first things we talk about is the nine dynamics of change. Uh, and one of those is when we go through change, we can feel awkward, ill at ease. Oh. Okay. And, and what do we say? Uh, you have to know what to expect, expect the unexpected. Yeah. Well, when this COVID thing hit, how could you expect that, right? So we have to expect it. But coming out of it, okay, we don't know what to expect next. We also teach the dynamic that, that when, we, uh, when pressure's off, we revert back to old behaviors. And so how do we keep moving forward through this and not revert back to something that may not work now that worked before? Well, there's lots of tools we, we teach in TL. We're, we're going to hopefully cover a couple today, but TFA is my personal favorite. Mindset, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so when we talk about mindset, it's a constant reminder of, oh, we've been here before, and one of my favorite questions my friend Ford would always ask me is, how's that working out for you? And that's a really honest, I think, kind of funny question because it makes you look at the numbers. It makes you look at the culture. Where are we really? Pull the curtains back. Who are we really? Um, and what are we going to do from here? So there was a lot of opportunities during COVID, PPP, lots of misinformation. Um, there were actually some of my clients keeping under for, underperforming people on board to be nice during COVID. 
And I said to them very nicely, I go, I love you. I want the best for you. These, you are a for-profit business. This PPP says you just have to keep the same number of full-time employees on board. I go, do you know the kind of talent that's available right now that hasn't been available for years? Here is an unbelievable opportunity. Light bulbs came on and the stories we're getting right, hearing right now. Now, these companies, they were with companies that might have had okay cultures or weren't being treated very well. They're coming on board with these companies and they're like, I thought this COVID thing was going to be terrible. Now I've got the opportunity of a lifetime. Isn't that great? Yeah. So, because when people find this culture, mm -hmm. they want to stay there forever. Don't oh. they? And so these, these companies that have had a shortage of people now can deal with that group of people that we call the lean outers, the ones who are not high performers with healthy relationships. So that's something good coming out of this. Absolutely. What a beautiful. Now we use a tool so that these people aren't surprised. No. This, this isn't, you know, all of a sudden we're taking advantage of something. They knew exactly where they were and they were deciding whether to stay or go. And at this point, as a leader, these are the decisions you have to make. And there are such good people out there that want to be in a company like yours. You're actually holding those people back that should be somewhere else. And you're holding back those people that want to be in a great culture. Now, the companies that I work with that I'm in an equity position, the very first thing we do before we bring somebody on board is we send them a copy of our social promise. And our social promise is something that you, you, we teach in TL. And we send it to them. And what I hear all the time is, if this is for real, this is the place I've been working for, looking for my whole life. But they don't want to believe that this can really exist. So once they come in and see, holy cow, this is for real, it's game on. You guys talk about um, culture. Does your culture go home with you? Does your culture uh, leave the workplace and go to the house? Because now everyone's working at home. Now you're in the real world. Now your kids are running around in the background. So as leaders, how do you get people back to the work culture? Because they've been working in jammy pants and been on Zoom calls. And no offense, it's hard to be a high performer when you're sitting at your house. This myth that people weren't as productive at home, I don't find it to believe true. We're not bringing everybody back into our facilities on a full-time basis. We're giving them the option. They're, they've been as productive, not more productive in this new world. So we're giving them the option. Now, usually in our cultures, they want to be there a certain amount of time. So we're building in meetings and face-to-face. -face. Obviously, everybody's doing a lot of Zoom right now. But one of those key things is we waddle. We use this tool called waddle, W-A-D-E-L. We use it, oh my gosh, 50 times a day. But we're really intentional about using it in our team meetings. Uh, and people don't want to miss a waddle meeting because we share all the good stuff that's going on. So talk about Waddle if you're live, and then I want to see uh, what Ford's reaction is, because I know you've been Waddle. I was at, I was on a meeting that, that you led, and you were waddling via Zoom. Yeah. But when I hear the word meetings, I'm just going to be completely transparent. I think about eating a lemon <laughs> and the face that my lemon yeah. made, uh, uh, yeah. the, the, the shape of, that my face takes when I eat a lemon. When you say, let's go have a meeting, it's not, my hippocampus flares with joy. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh my God, here's another time waster. So walk me through why it's different using the Waddle model if we're together in person face-to-face. -face. So number one, this is what I tell my clients all the time. The only reason to have a meeting is for change. If this meeting's not about change, cancel it right now. Well, a quick story. I had a client ask their frontline people, how much time are you spending in meetings? They said about 65% of our time. This is the frontline doer people. 
And the leaders were having them in these meetings because they thought they wanted to be there to build culture, to build into them. All they were doing was stressing them out because they didn't have enough time to get their work done. So make sure the meeting's about change. We can do status updates. It is 2020. We have wonderful tools to do all kinds of stuff to get status and data out. Um, But the Waddle model is a relationship builder. It is a highly functioning business um, meeting style. So it starts with a W, which is welcome. So the welcome is we're going to start off on a positive note, okay? Our, my favorite question is, all right, everybody, tell me something good going on at work or at home. I like this stuff outside of work, but the good stuff at work's great too. So, so now we're talking, hey, what's going on with your kids? What's going on there? How, you know, hey, your daughter just graduated, all that kind of good stuff. So we're, we're setting a positive tone with the meeting because if you're not intentional about setting a positive tone, your EORs, your negative people, they will take control of your meetings. Dan, let me ask you a question. So you got internal processors and external processors. Mm-hmm. When you say, tell me something good, you could probably see your, your internal people kind of go back in their shell. Are you intentional about really not calling them out, but inviting them to share something you know, positive that's uh, going on in their world? I'm intentional about reading the body language of the room. Uh, I've got all types of people in my businesses and, I love, I love I'm, I'm, I think you can tell already, I'm an external processor. I'm an out loud guy. I can't live without a whiteboard. But man, have I found value in internal processors and they just bring absolute gold to your company. So being intentional about saying, and one of my favorite ones, his name is Josh Thiessen, works in one of our companies and he's a really internal processor guy, just had a baby. And whenever I ask, hey, tell me, tell me the latest with the baby, he just glows. Yeah. In yeah. PW, what you'll find is that the, the model that Dan's about to lay out for us. He just talked about the W so far. But what you'll find is when you consistently use that model, and as Dan said, you know, coming out of COVID, having something like this is more important, especially because we're going to be online sometimes and we're going to be face-to-face. But when people come into the meeting knowing you're going to start the meeting that way, even the internal processors, they don't have to internally process because they've already processed before they get there. They're prepped and ready. Prepped and ready. Yep. Take us to the A, Dan. Okay. So the A is everybody, all, all transactional people, the A has got to be an agenda, right? you got to come with an agenda. Hey, I'm all about agendas, but our A is ask questions. We're going to ask the team what they want to talk about. Because the truth is, I've got stuff, I've always got stuff I want to talk about and strategic things I want to do. But if there's something on their heart or on their mind they want to talk about, they're not really going to listen to me until they get a chance to say their thing. And we give our people in the companies, again, equity position companies, a day planner that's got a yellow box in it. And that yellow box is just to write down when really great ideas come around. So that when they come to the meeting, they go right to that yellow box because inspiration happens in the moment. You know, by the way, your frontline people have the best ideas, not leadership. So everybody has this. So they bring those to the meetings. It's amazing the improvement and the ideas we get from doing that. We got to so, be intentional about it. So we're in the acronym, yeah. and and just to catch people up, Waddle. This is a this is a meeting model. This is a high performing team meeting model that can be done in person or on Zoom. Dan is really talking about an in person meeting, and we're going to transition yeah. to Zoom. But it's W A D E L. Let's yeah. talk about the D. Right. The D is discussion. There's usually no shortage of this in meetings. I've been in plenty of four hour meetings before, in these kind of things where you have a lot of discussion. You walk out and go. I don't know what that was, but I don't want to do it again. Okay. Nothing ever changes. You come back and have the same meeting. I always ask people, you ever had that one? I haven't met anybody who hasn't been in that meeting. Those are highly unproductive. Okay. And some of our more transactional people might be freaking out. Oh, Dan, you're going to start a meeting with all this this relationship. The meeting's going to take longer. 
the truth is they get a lot shorter. So it's, we're going to welcome, we're going to ask, and then we're going to discuss it. But we're also going to set the priorities for that discussion. We may not get to everything today, but we're going to put the ones that are the most important, and we use a one, two, three, four, based on throughput, what the most important thing is. And we're, we may not get to all of them, but we're going to get through all the ones as much as we can. And then we're going to move on. And from what we talked about in that meeting, we're going to empower. And the next letter is E, W-A-D-E. Empower means who's going to do what and by when. Man, is this a game changer. Now, they're setting the deadlines. So if Ford's got a project to do, I'm going to say, hey, Ford, what's a reasonable amount of time to get that done? He might say, well, hey, uh, on, by Friday, I'll have it to you by Friday. Great. Now, they're setting the deadline. I'm not demanding it. Dan, I, I, I have to slow you down for just a second. I see the excitement in your voice. But when you ask someone, is that a reasonable amount of time to get that done? You're really telling him, A, you trust him, back to trust, mm -hmm. right? But it, it's not you setting the deadline. It's not you dictating, right? And I think for our listeners, if they wrote one thing down, oh. if they can implement that question when they're empowering people, that's good stuff. It really is. And this is a straight learning from Ford. And you know, I'm usually the leader of my companies. So if the president of the company asks you to do something, when do you do it? Immediately. You, you usually right away, right? right? So what if it's a priority four that's not that important? Now you're doing something that's not as important in front of a number one. So when I ask that question, I also find out, well, they, Ford might have said, well, hey, I can probably get it to you in about a month. And I think it should be maybe a week. And I might say, well, what's on your schedule that's more important than that? And then Ford tells me what he's got. I'm like, that is more important. I tell you what, you go knock that out of the park. I'm going to give this to somebody else, Okay. Because that you that stuff's way more important. And you should see what happens to people instead of overloading them and the trust dropping and them being unmotivated. Now they're like, my leader really cares about me. So empowered. So run back through. Okay. Welcome. We're going to set a positive tone. Tell me something good. Ask. We're going to ask our people and be intentional about them. Give me the good things and improvements we want to do. Okay. We're going to discuss whatever those things are. Now, another key one here, especially if you're in a, in like a team meeting of eight or so, sometimes two people start having an extended conversation. And we may say, hey, I tell you what, great discussion. Let's take that offline. You two get it solved and then bring the answer back. Because when you don't do that, everybody takes their phone out, right? Those people are talking. All of a sudden, you, you've lost the engagement in the meeting. Okay? So, again, this is how these meetings are really impactful. But they're quick. Okay? Yeah, we, we don't want to go over 40 minutes because we start losing people anyway. 40 minutes is absolute max. If we... We get there, we're done at 40 minutes. And then we empower our people. Who's going to do what by when? And then we're going to launch them. Now, launch means this, something good, an affirmation. The whole purpose of the meeting was to change something. So we want to encourage those people to go leave that meeting and go do it. Actually make the change happen. And it's an awesome way to do it. And it's amazing. We hear good stories about client stories. We hear amazing affirmation stories. And people leave the room really engaged to go make it happen. Lord, you're like the proud papa uh, watching one of your sons play a really good sporting event <laughs> when Dan was going through the waddle. You were all, you had the big cheese going. Lord, talk about COVID, but COVID's way more than work, yeah. right? Because our family dynamics are completely turned upside down right now. Mm -hmm. So the importance of waddle in the family dynamic, Lord, share that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Dan just slipped in in there that uh, I'm not sure people caught it, but he said this model is about building relationships. Mm -hmm. 
okay? And, and going into COVID, you know, relationships have always been important. Maybe some bosses have made them important. Maybe some parents have, but maybe not as much. They're so far more important now Absolutely. than they were going into this. Uh, think about being uh, locked in your house. Uh, I mean, I traveled about 300,000 miles last year on airplanes. And all of a sudden, I'm at home with my family full time. And just so you know, I'm loving it. I mean, I'm absolutely, I hope I never have to do all that kind of travel again. I mean, I'm loving it. Uh, my recliner is my office chair is so much more comfortable than the airplane seat. Uh, but you're there a lot. Well, if, though, if, if, if you're not intentional about the relationships, think how south they could go in a hurry, at home or at work. So whether you're on Zoom or personal. And by doing that, that welcome, by being a constant process, remember in the welcome, share something good going on or do some affirmations. It's real simple. Share something good, do some affirmations, okay? Well, if you're in that environment at home or work, and those good things and affirmations become the lifestyle. Think about the environment at home. You know, we, we've talked about trust. Your kids trust you, your spouse trusts you, because that's part of what you've become. So the W is just is maybe even more important at home. Okay? Uh, what if you started every dinner? Hey, everybody share something good that went on today. Okay? Or what if you start off affirming your children or your spouse? Then, and then you ask, it's like Dan said, you know, what's on the agenda? You know, one of the questions might be at work, what might be more important? You know, he said one, two, three, four. He may reprioritize his whole agenda by just something that came from the team. But another question, which may be at work or home, is what needs do you have? You know, is there something that you need that might be more important? You know, you used the term transaction a while ago uh, because around all our tables, we have two types of people. We have highly relational people, and we have highly transactional people. Well, Dan's as good as I know, probably better than me, at actually using the wall of mall at work. Okay, he is better than me, okay? Uh, but, but what happens when you're around dinner table or at work, you have highly relational people and highly transactional people, and they drive each other crazy. Why? Highly relational people have a lot of trouble working, getting the work done if the relationships aren't good. Highly transactional people have a lot of trouble being relational unless the work's done. And so you can't let the transactional people or the relational people dominate your meeting or there's no chance you can finish in 40 minutes. I give it an hour, but 40 minutes to an hour. That's why I'm telling you he's better than me because he can get it done faster. But, but you don't let either one of those dominate. So at dinner, you might ask your children, your spouse, is there anything I can do to serve you? Well, now you get into the discussion at the dinner table. And what does that usually it's about the food. It could be about something that happened at their jobs that day. Uh, and so you're, it's the same process. So you're now you're, you're having your dinner conversation. And another thing to point out, that when you're using this model, that WA, if you've got a 40-minute meeting, that's a three- or four-minute part of your meeting, maybe five. But when people have all that stuff off of their mind, you've got their total attention for the rest of the meeting because they're not thinking about the stuff because they wanted to bring it up, but you didn't give them the opportunity. So the meeting is much more productive, same at dinner. And then the empower at home, for example, it could be if you have young children, uh, they're empowered to get their homework done, get a shower. You know, so, so you're leaving the table with everybody kind of knowing, hey, I'm going to go wash the dishes and clean, you know, clean the kitchen. 
Somebody else is going to go do this. You're going to go get your homework done. You're going to take a shower. And so if everybody leaves the table, and remember, it was an encouraging dinner because we started with something good. Uh, we shared with, uh, what are your needs? We, we had a good dinner. We discussed. We now empower. And then the launch, you know, something encouragement, another affirmation. But it, it connects. The launch connects what we just did to what we're about to go do. Okay, because it could have deadlines on it like the Empower does, but you connect encouraging story, a poem, a little video, uh, anything at all. Dan? The neuroscience behind this is amazing. And when you do that and you can ask your child a question instead of telling them what to do, hey, what are you going to, what are you empowered to do after this? And they choose instead of mom and dad telling them, wow, life got a lot easier. Stress goes down, things actually get done. Mom and dad don't have to nag. There's a different way to do it. So parents and leaders in the workplace, don't be discouraged when you all um, are practiced up and ready to go waddle and you say, tell me something good and you got crickets. Uh, my personal experience, the first time I waddled, people looked at me like I was a unicorn. So don't be discouraged. Continue to ask that. And what happens is now they're prepped, now they're ready. Now they know they're empowered to share something. But uh, I remember the first time I did the waddle, Burba does the cricket noise. I mean, you heard crickets and it was, and I was mm -hmm. just waiting on someone yeah. to share something good. They'd never been asked that before. They weren't ready. So rather than blurt, they said nothing. Well, I'll leave you with this. I was blessed to learn this stuff when the girls were eight, started learning it at eight and six. I'm still learning. Okay. And it was just something we naturally did in, in, carpool home or when the girls walked in you know everybody says hey how was school today fine well i didn't ask that i said well what was your favorite thing today what'd you learn today so now they're answering at a whole different level they we did this so much by the time they were 12 13 14 if i didn't ask them i let my my daughter kenny go what client were you with today what was your favorite thing today i mean they use it as just a natural thing they do and wow it just leads to really cool stuff so we're talking about COVID-19. We're talking about coming out of, of this. I don't want to get into the politics of this because we promised we wouldn't, so I won't. But we are coming out of a time we've never had to deal with before. Board, uh, you beautifully uh, posed three questions to the group call that I was on with you. And um, if you could share that with our listeners, uh, I think it would be something that they should definitely um, you know, use with their team. Right. And again, we don't know for sure that we're out of this yet. I mean, I just want us all to be clear. We just don't know for sure. We are going back to work, or maybe at this point we have been back to work for a while, but we still don't know what could come at us. We hope nothing, but what if it does? And so these three questions are really uh, big when you're locked in at home, but I think they're always a, a, a set of questions to ask yourself as you're going through life. You know, what am I learning? What did I learn? What do I want to leave behind? That means what do I want to change and what do I want to take with me? What are the things we want to take with me? And what I heard Dan talk about today, number one, trust. Build that trust with that team. It was important going in, but it's far more important coming out. I also heard Dan say today that relationships are important. And he talked about a model, the Waddle models, the, one of the ones he uses to get those relationships. Uh, number three, I heard him talk about what a golden opportunity that if you have some low performers, if you have some people who aren't a healthy relationship, you give them the chance to fix that. 
but you make it clear to them if you don't want to, at least today, as we're doing this, there's 40 million people out there looking for a job. And so just want to let you know that if you don't want to, that maybe you can behave or perform somewhere else. And again, we'll talk about the discipline model later in another, because it becomes their choice. But here's a chance to, to improve your organization by upgrading the skill set and the relationships. So that's three big things I heard Dan talk about. Building that trust, building the relationships, and, and bringing the people in that you may need that you might not have had access to before. Can I launch this with a story that ties all three? Please. Well, my friend and mentor Ford was teaching me these things. One of my favorite things to do was run these big monthly meetings. I mean, they're my favorite thing to do. I got all my favorite people there. Great things are happening. I loved running them. And he came to me one day and he said, hey, I would like you to encourage you to have other people run the meeting every month. I'm like, oh, this hurts me. He said, yeah, I'd like you to go in there, designate somebody to run the meeting, and I'd like you to sit on your hands, literally sit on your hands, and not say anything until everybody else is done. You, I, this, is, this, is, I mean, this is brutal. This is brutal for me. Wow. It was amazing what happened. Once I got out of the way, the talent in the room who already had learned how to waddle because they watched Ford do it and they watched me do it, they started running the meetings. They started running the company. I went from working about 70 hours a week to about 30, and it was a lot more fun. And the company grew. Oh, my gosh. Times 10, uh, times 6 in the profits. Yeah, 10 times, times, in, 10 times uh, in profit, 6 times in revenue. That's yeah. good stuff, guys. Amazing. Uh, show. I mean, you call a podcast a show? Is that okay? Is it a show? Sure. It feels like a show in the studio, doesn't it? <laughs> it's uh, fun. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm having some fun with you, PW. Ford, a big shout out to our friends at uh, uh, iHeartMedia mm -hmm. for uh, hosting amazing folks. Uh, before we leave, if you can just talk a little bit about FordTaylorTalks.com, a plethora of resources available. Uh, you can find more of what we're talking about at FordTaylorTalks.com. Yeah, so if there's any of these tools or uh, podcasts, uh, blogs, um, videos, if there's anything else that you might want to get a hold of, uh, you can get to it through FordTaylorTalks.com. Uh, you can get the you know TL On Demand, uh, this, this relational transactional thing we talked about. There's a book out there called Relational Leadership. It's available on the website. Uh, it's also an audio version that you can get from Amazon or on Apple. But again, uh, the whole purpose of this of this podcast is not to sell you product. It really is to help people. And so any of those products, many of them out there, there's absolutely no charge. But if you want to get them all at once, th there are products available for that too. So feel free to go there, look at that. Uh, as Dan talked about today, you know, he does monthly TLs uh, there in the city of Cincinnati. Uh, so there, there's so many ways to, to go about getting more if you want more, uh, if you want someone to come in your organization. Uh, anyway, you, you can go to the website and find out a whole lot more. And, and just remember that as you go through this process that we're talking about of leadership, just try to remember every day to always love, care about others more than you care about yourself. Care about others more than you care about how they feel about you. Always remember that Leadership is about influence, up, across, down, and influence with yourself. And when you do that, remember, transformation is a process. It's becoming something different in the future than I am today. And when you can do that, 
every day. Let this be your thought. Love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com. Thank you.